The Home Show with Sinead Ryan. This is News Talk. Good morning. Welcome along to The Home Show with me, Sinead Ryan. On the show this morning, we look at how to revamp your bathroom in just 48 hours this weekend. Forget the diet, we look at the must-have accessories when it comes to serving afternoon tea at home. I meet the designers who are turning roof slates into stunning home furnishings. And our resident architect, Roisin Murphy, will be looking at design features to add value to your home. And we'll be looking at the history of the fainting chair. If you'd like to get involved in the show today, you can text us here at The Home Show at 53106 for 30 cent. You can email us at thehomeshowwithnewstalk.com or find me on Twitter at Sinead underscore Ryan. And remember, you can listen live or listen back to the show and all of our podcasts on the News Talk app, which is powered by Go Loud. Now, you're very welcome along this morning, folks. Um, it's lovely, crisp, clear uh, weather for the last couple of days. I know we were promised a little bit of uh, of sunshine and heat and uh, I suppose for January that's exactly what we got. But can I ask you, what were you doing this week 40 years ago? And if you're of a certain age, and unfortunately I am, you'll remember we were stuck in the mire of the big snow of January 1982. There were blizzards, snowdrifts. All the schools were closed, shop shelves stripped of food, hay was being dropped by the army in fields to feed starving animals. There were blackouts, no fuel deliveries and it went on and on pretty much for the whole month. Well, now, all I remember is fun. There was no internet, of course, mobile phones. You couldn't even get a newspaper, but we'd no homework. We'd no Zoom lessons. We spent hours tobogganing up and down uh, the hill in the park across from my house on a tea tray. Uh, we were building snowmen. We had the best time of it. And it got me thinking about how we handle bad weather when it actually arrives. Are we any better equipped for a deluge of snow than we were in 1982? We had one there a few years ago and everything shut down again. Do we simply fall apart? And I'm not sure if we'd be any better in 2022 now in the next uh, few weeks if we get a big snowdrop. In regularly snowy countries, of course, Canada, Scandinavia, they just get on with it. Shoveling drifts, neighbourhoods come together, they clear their driveways. Should we prepare better for snow because we're told there are going to be more and more extreme weather events and surely that is one of them. Uh, But let me know what your thoughts are on that but also your memories from that big dump in 1982. Were you around then? Uh, Were you a teenager? Were you a child? Were you an adult? I'd love uh, to share them. So text us here 53106. Email us at thehomeshow at newstalk.com and you're very welcome along to The Home Show. Now, the weekend is when we tackle all those DIY jobs around the house that we've been putting off. Many of us overestimate how long a revamp takes. So we thought we'd look at how you can remodel one room in one weekend. And that one room this weekend is the bathroom. And to look at what we can do with it is Neve Marr, Head of Content at Her.ie. Morning, Neve. Welcome back to The Home Show. Good morning. Thanks so much for having me. Now, you're a great person to talk to because you recently bought a house and uh, you are have you moved in yet yes ah fantastic okay I know so all the projects are planned and happening and it's finding the time for them that Ah. I find absolutely key so I love the idea of dedicating a weekend to one project not getting too overwhelmed 
and trying to get it done. No, that's a great idea. And I think when it comes to one project, the smallest room in the house very often is the one that that is worth it. But I'm thinking tiling. I'm thinking about new <laughs> white sanitary wear. I mean, it can be a bit overwhelming. So you've come up with some ideas to make it quite straightforward and simple. Tell us some of the things you've done with your bathroom that you can actually do in a weekend. Absolutely. Yeah. And I love I love what you mentioned there. It's very important to go for a small room first. This is what I've been doing so as not to overwhelm myself. Um, and I also don't want to spend a lot of money too. So there are very simple things that you can do to, for example, a downstairs bathroom or an ensuite bathroom that won't cost you the world and you can absolutely do in a weekend. And there's lots Great. that you can do. Great. There's Will I run through them? Yes, or do. No, because I'm I'm all ears because I have a downstairs bathroom that I hate. And I'm looking at it thinking, I really, really need to do something with this. And I'm I'm kind of going on boards and, yeah. uh, you know, Instagram, Pinterest and all that, looking at ideas that I think would look fabulous. I wouldn't have a clue where to start. Well, see, the problem with that is as well is that that can become overwhelming too because there's so much information mm. that's out there. So I would say that although I'm going to rattle through a few different options now, do commit to one decision and don't get overwhelmed with it. So wallpapering is something that I'm highly passionate about because it can make a massive impact and it's quite simple if you choose the right wallpaper. Well, do you know now what it is with wallpaper? I wanted wallpaper in this particular room and both the... the, decorator that I had in and my husband refused it they said no you can't put wallpaper in the bathroom sure it's water well they're wrong so you absolutely can get I wallpaper I am delighted just repeat that sorry say that they're say wrong again, just in case they we okay. are wrong and tell them to come for me if they don't agree um, but you can do wallpaper now I would recommend that you choose a wall so essentially you know you're you're doing one dedicated section peel and stick wallpaper is so easy to use you're not messing around with the paste it doesn't take too long to apply you can buy it in six metre rolls little Littlewoods.ie actually has a really lovely range of artwork, deco. It has birds of paradise wallpaper. And to be honest with you, the downstairs bathroom in particular, that's the room that all of your guests who come in will use. And don't you want them to come out of the bathroom and go, wow. do. The upstairs must be fabulous. Yeah, but they'll never never see it. So go for the wallpaper, I say. And have a bit of fun with it, maybe. It's only a loo. Exactly, it's only a loo. Now, there are lots of other things if you're not into the wallpaper. Painting is a great way to change Mm -hmm. up the look. You can paint the ceiling. That's a massive trend at the moment to paint a darker colour on the ceiling. It elevates the whole size of the room. Okay. And uh, and yeah, it just kind of looks cool as well. And it doesn't have to be a dark colour. You can go with a bright colour on the ceiling as well, which really changes it up. Your mirrors are something that will mm. 100% change the look of a bathroom. And there are lots of different options out there. They can get a little bit pricey. So you could go with a less expensive option from Ikea. They've got great round silhouette streamlined mirrors that are only 75 euro. You pop that up on the wall and it's a whole new look of a bathroom. Okay. You wanted a mirrored cabinet you can get ones that are a little bit more pricier they started around 200 with LED rather lighting on the sides great mm. and great they look makeup. fantastic as well mm. great for makeup hide all the fuss in the cabinets yeah. that's yeah. what I yeah. say so that's a good option as well it can really update the look and I the know room. that because we've had designers on the show and, and interiors people um, the mirrors the, the, a really on trend look at the moment is a metal surround isn't it yeah. either a silver or a gold or a brass absolutely and that kind of moves on to updating you know some of the stuff in your bathroom that you might think is a little bit more tame or you wouldn't necessarily think of like the faucets and the shower heads if you update that to a beautiful brush nickel or a brass or even a matte black is very on trend at the moment it really elevates the look of everything think about the matte black with the birds of paradise what a bathroom (laughs) that would be I would love it and then there's also the shiplap look which is the which? shiplap 
Oh, right. Now, t- that's a new one on me. So shiplap is, they're basically the boards and they're called that because they're based on, you know, the, the boards that are on the side of a ship, pretty much. So um, it's a massive trend at the moment. Uh, it's used in panelling. It's also used for, like, feature segments of walls. Now, this is something that you can do in a weekend easily because you can go, you can pick up the, the boards yourself. You can go to b You're just getting, like, white deal or, or Literally, something? Literally, you're just getting it? a yeah. wood, a plank of wood, yeah. timber from Woody's or B&Q. You're measuring it out. And, and if you literally... Google this on Pinterest or Instagram, you'll find so many different offerings of the ship lap look, and you just have to decide what you want. I would say the best things in terms of recommendations make sure that you measure the sizing that you want. So there's lots of different looks mm. you can go with. Paint the area that you want to ship lap first. That's key because the look has these little gaps in them and if you're trying to paint the wall after you've ah, mounted it yes. you're going to have an issue so paint the that's wall that's why we first. have Neve on the show folks <laughs> that is a top tip that I'd say ha- so many people would forget they'd whack up the wood think they did a great and job they'd and then be like, oh, oh all the gaps yeah, <laughs> yeah so paint the area first and also draw out a little guide for yourself you don't even need a nails or a drill or anything like not? that no you can do no just nails glue okay, just stick okay. it up on the wall maximum like maximum impact Minimum effort, a little bit of mats maybe to measure out the boards. But like, who doesn't want to do mats at the weekend? And of course, if you're painting it then, is it a good idea to have the background colour the same as the as the actual boards? Or well, could this you really is, funk it up this by is having where you a, can absolutely, a contrast? Yeah, this is where you can really have fun with it. So I've been looking at actually doing some black shiplap in my white bathroom. So I'm going to be painting a section um, on the opposite side of the toilet wall, a black rectangle, and I'm going to do some shiplap there. And it will literally just look like a lovely feature on that wall Mm. completely black and then I'm going to have a hanging plant so the plant will then kind of be a really nice contrast to the dark colour that's in a white bathroom. So now, if you're going to do that, then do you need a dado rail on top of the shiplap, or like is it only half the wall, or does it go all the way up to it the ceiling? It can go all the way up and almost looks like if you can imagine like a vertical old style radiator, uh, almost yeah, if you wanted yeah. to do it like that. But shiplap is something very similar to paneling, so if you wanted to do a half dado rail as well, you could do that. So you know, you can really play with it. There's no rules when it comes to getting that look. Do what you want. It's fun. Brilliant. Okay, now tiling, of course is a feature of practically every bathroom whether it's on the floor or on the walls uh, and on the surrounds. Uh, Talk to me a little bit about tiling. How easy is it? Can you do it yourself? And and I know that even you can kind of get transfers and paints and all that kind of thing for tiles. Absolutely. I would say that tiling is something that I am personally quite terrified of but um, but I do think that you can achieve it in a weekend if you do your research and this kind of goes for all of these tips and tricks. Changing up the tiles in a bathroom will instantly transform the look of it. A lot of people especially with new builds you don't really get a lot of options when it comes to the tiles. They're kind of either just in there already mm. or you just have to go with a lot of it is to do with budget as well the cheapest options. So that's why the kind of peel and stick options are a great alternative and I would suggest as well don't tile the entire bathroom again section things off sit with it for a little while and see what you think you can uh, tile the back of the vanity behind the vanity Mm. just below Mm. the mirror and that will add a huge amount of colour and a little bit of texture to the bathroom without tiling the whole thing and having your significant other going what are you doing (laughs) exactly yeah so do play around with some of those textures and again you can go for cheaper options and any place that you go into whether it's 
goodies or B&Q or anything like that. They'll give you tile samples as well. Like you can pay a euro, a euro fifty mm. for tile samples, bring them home, put them up. Like what's the rush, you know? Yeah. And, and have and a you can little do the time same with them. paint and then just see if they all work together. Exactly. Now I would okay. say if you're going the old school, like proper tiling route, mm. I would personally say get a tiler in. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It's oh, not it's not I'm my cup of tea. There are certain <laughs> things that you can do. I would also say that if you're doing shiplap, I've seen a few interesting DIY hacks whereby you don't even need wood. You can do it with a permanent marker if you are so inclined. <laughs> you're looking at me well, now. There's the cheapest <laughs> chips option. Exactly. White right. wall and a black Sharpie. And uh, it looks like boards. And to be honest with you, you just have to be far enough away and it'll look fantastic. Don't let the kids near that one. <laughs> right. Okay. Now, lighting when it comes to a bathroom, I, I think most people just think of an overhead light and maybe something over the mirror that that they can make sure that the lighting is right. Uh, but actually, you are you go all out on lighting. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that lighting is such an important part of any room. And I think that it can really change the mood of a room as well. And like, let's be honest, people are going into the bathroom for one thing. You know, there's not anything that's massively romantic about it. But you can have a little bit of fun with it as well. Don't just stick with, for example, the new house that I've moved into. Um, I call them the hospital lights because they're just the lights that were there. They're in the little ball, you know, and mm. you just have absolutely I mean, they it's like fluorescent lighting and yeah. nobody needs fluorescent lighting in their life. Absolutely. It does yeah. nothing for anybody. So it's I think that bluish tinge. It bluish. makes everybody look awful, actually. Exactly. It really does. So I think when you're when you're redoing a bathroom, don't think about it as things that you have to do. Think about it in the way that you're going to use the room. So for me, for example, with bathrooms, you know, obviously you want it to be a little bit of fun. You don't mind it being a bit of a conversation starter. Like, what do you do in the bathroom? You can actually have a lot more fun in there in a small space than you can outdoors. So if you would say, well, that lighting is not particularly suited for a bathroom, says who? Do you know? Like, mm. go for it. So mm. I'm actually thinking about putting a, a bespoke chandelier in my downstairs <gasps> bathroom. Now, well, of course. I mean, I'm. it's going to be cheap as chips and I'm going to probably <laughs> make it myself and I have to get my partner to agree to it first. But who says you can't have a chandelier who in the bathroom? Who says you can't? And yeah. actually, uh, after the break, we have Jennifer Sheehan on, our Home of the Year winner. And of course, one of the features that won her that accolade was uh, was her disco ball. Well, there you go. I lo- a disco ball in the bathroom. I mean, that's How exactly cool that? it. Why not? I love that I own oh, no, I'm going to nick that idea now. Maybe I want a disco ball in the bathroom. See, and then you come back and you say, no, it was only chandelier. We'll go with that. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> All right. Neve Mar, Head of Content at Her.ie. Thanks a million for joining us Thank again you. on The Home Show. Now, I don't know about you, but I love the chance to go for a posh afternoon tea with fine china the crockery beautiful cake stands well my next guest has her guide to the must-have accessories for when you have friends over and a plain old place just won't do home of the year winner jennifer sheehan good morning and welcome along to the home show good morning well i don't think there's a plain plate in your house i'm no. certain there isn't <laughs> every plain anything in my no. house <laughs> No, so isn't. talk to me about because I the reason I wanted to talk to you about this was because I saw your Instagram post recently and my goodness you are a woman of many talents but one of them I didn't realize was that you are a fabulous cake maker and you made a wedding cake, cake. recently I did I make a few wedding cakes I've made I've made quite a few now so I did uh, shout out to my friends Derek and Sarah who got married over Christmas they had a beautiful wedding um, and yeah I did I made their wedding they had cake. a beautiful cake it was very colourful it was very colourful <laughs> It was gorgeous. And they had their lovely dog, Alison, as their cake topper, which I think really finished it off nicely. Perfect, perfect. So cakes, so because you're a baker then, I Mm. suppose things like cake stands feature in your 
in your beautiful home. Yeah, and I love them. The beautiful thing about having cake stands in your house is that you can throw anything on them. You could get a McDonald's takeaway or a Mars bar and you can put that on a nice cake stand <laughs> and then you have a lovely afternoon yeah. tea for yourself. So, And it's January and I'm feeling lazy. Now, anyone who's listening, I'm not here for dry January. I'm not here for diet January. No, this is You're in the wrong January. Place. This is tree January. We this need is it. after you. You're <laughs> waking up to, to complete starvation, no alcohol. And then in the afternoon you go, oh, shag it. Let's get out exactly. and something <laughs> right. Okay. We've all been there, Jenny. Okay. <laughs> So cakes, what kind of cake stands then have you found? Do you have and where? what, what could people usefully find for right. themselves? I have a few. Uh, my, I have one fancy one that mm. I bust out for, for the wedding cakes and for the, you know, the fancier occasions. And I got that one in the kitchen whisk on Wicklow Street. Now, okay. this is when you want to shell out kind of, you know, the 60 to 70 euro now, kind of really nice one. Now, is this a flat plate or a tiered stand? It's, this has got a base on it. Okay. So it's kind of raised okay. up and then it's, it's one large flat plate okay. on top of it it's actually quite plain it's probably one of the plainer ones I own um, because I like to put to my cakes on it exactly okay. <laughs> exactly yeah yeah so, so if they have cake, do you think ones. every home should have one of those yeah and do you okay. know what I love if I was going again I've seen beautiful ones which is either kind of a brass or a wooden base stand mm. on it and then that marble Flat ah, base. right. I think okay. that looks absolutely beautiful because you know it's plain enough; mm. it can carry anything, but it's still visually very appealing. And also, that marble I think has the other effect of keeping the cake chilled. You exactly. know, cold. Yeah. And it's not going to kind of melt all over the place. And it's really easy to clean. And yeah. it's just I'm really in favour of that. So. Good. Okay, yeah. so that that is a flat base one now. And and do you have a tiered one as well? I have. So what I have is right. I I have a tiered one, but I don't have much space. So I have this flat pack cardboard one that I'm. Really really in favour of right so this is it's a brand called Talking Tables is the one I have I'm sure there must be many other ones but it's cardboard so it's not going to last you forever but I've had this one for probably going on five or six years now so for 20 quid I've gotten the use out of it you know and it just assembles then yeah okay yeah so does it support the weight of oh yeah okay yeah now I actually, I have to say, I, I used it for another wedding cake a number of years ago, Katie and Steve. Shout out to you if you're listening. Um, and they went to cut the cake and there was a little wobble on the cardboard stand. So I nearly oh ruined their wedding. But so it's, it, it'll take it, but you know, it's it's cardboard. So, you know, be How reasonable cool about what though? you can you put just, in it. just shovel it back in a drawer and you don't have to worry what you're going to do with it for the rest of the year. And does it yeah. just assemble in, say, two or three parts? You, you slot just... one part into the other. Oh, and the one I have at home at the moment, I think it comes out at like a three-tiered cupcake stand or something like that. Brilliant. And it's really ornate. You you know, it's very colourful, really, really pretty. So again, like go, you know, make a few Rice Krispie squares and lash it on this thing. Yeah. And you've or, got a or if you're me, go down and buy some nice cupcakes. And put exactly. them right, okay. <laughs> exactly. yeah. You can pass them off as your own. I've done it loads of times. It's yeah. absolutely fine. Uh, any other any other ones? So I have, I got this. This is one of my favourite presents I got actually um, last year from a friend of mine, Kate. And it is a, it's an Irish company slated and they do, what I, well, it's a cheese board what I have, but they do these personalised um serving plates you call them I suppose so they have the one I have is this kind of lovely rectangular shaped one and it says Jenny's cheese on it and I bust this one out whenever because if someone calls over last minute yes you can put your treats on it but also if you've got a bit of cheese in the fridge Lash well, that on. That's interesting because as it happens, folks, if you stay tuned uh, after Jennifer, we are having slated on the no! show. <laughs> we are oh, going no! to be talking to That was today. not a setup, I promise. <laughs> so that is fantastic. All right. So so you are a pre-endorsement for our next oh, guest. Oh, wow. Right. Yeah. Well, I've had mine Brilliant. for a year and a half now and I love it. And okay. it's great. Easy fantastic. Really, really All nice. right. Okay. And um, a- a- any other ideas? So my final tip is because it's January. Yes. Everything 
in Oxfam at the moment is brilliant. So people have been clearing out after Christmas. They've got presents that they don't and want. And all secondhand, all, all kinds of charity hand. shops now. Yeah, shops. yeah. Okay, so what I do, idea. my okay. top tip is pop along to the fancier areas of Dublin. Go down Ooh. to Black Rock, go up to Malahide, go wherever. I imagine there's a few in Montenotti. And and probably some as well. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Go to the so posh charity shops. Go to the nice area right. charity shops and you're going to have people getting rid of presents that I wouldn't be throwing away. I'll tell you that for nothing. But and yeah. you found cake stands. So they have beautiful cake stands or even, you know, you can just get a beautiful, like you don't have to buy a whole cake or a whole serving set yeah. to serve a nice few bites, right? Just buy one beautiful plate and have that as your serving plate. Um, and you can find things like that in tarry shops. I went in, last Christmas I went in, or last January, sorry, I went into the one in Ranla and I got a whole set, five cheese knives, Newbridge silverware cheese knives for 15 euro. Phenomenal. Delighted. Phenomenal. Well, January is the time to do it. shout out to all those denizens of Renala. Get rid Get. of your very posh stuff now, <laughs> quickly. Uh, and Zendan, actually, and now that you say it, because I knew we were going to talk about cake stands in my own area. Um, there's a charity shop, I don't live in a particularly posh area, but there is a lovely charity shop that people seem to gravitate towards with their nice stuff mm. and they're in the window what was there now it was a full tea set oh, uh, with a cake stand now I think they were selling it as a job lot but it was it was something like 15 or 20 quid yeah. but it was that highly ornate you know the little china teacups with the gold rim on it oh and, yeah and flowery patterns they're so beautiful but how cool is that in a modern urban home yeah you know to they provide that, great. Con- uh, that contrast and anyone looking for that stuff Maxwell Williams is a nice brand they've mm. lovely ornate stuff and it's, it won't break the bank but don't put that stuff in the dishwasher Top tip. Especially ah, if you see the gold rim, correct, it'll wear off. Correct. What if I have All right. Well, I'm suitably hungry now. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, for a bit of cake, uh, Jennifer Sheehan, uh, thank you so much for joining us once again on The Home Show with all of those great tips. And go off, you can go off and get back baking now. I'm going to have cake now. How could <laughs> I not? Thanks very much. Now, traditional Irish slate is well known for adorning the roofs of many houses around the country. But my next guest is half of the husband and wife duo who have brought the handmade traditional slate to their unique creative home accessories. To explain more, I'm joined by Tara Hammond, co-founder of Slated. Uh, Good morning, Tara, and welcome along to The Home Show. Good morning, Sinead. Thank you so much for having us. Now, it's lovely to have you here. And I'd love to hear a little bit about the history of your business and why you chose Slate as the medium. Well, we chose Slate because my husband's family have been Slaters for generations as far as we can kind of trace back. Um, and I got Ed to make me a piece for our table uh, just to protect us. We have an old Irish table, so I like to keep it safe. Um, and then my cousin, who is a chef, uh, spotted the piece and asked, could we make him bespoke pieces for his restaurant. Now, I understand there's a very special family heirloom involved in your work. Oh, there is our knife, our slating knife. So we cut all of our pieces by hand. We don't use any machinery. Um, and the knife that we actually use is Ed's great-granddad's knife. And um, they were all given a new knife when they, they served their time. So we still have his one. Wow. And is so it still functioning? Are you using it? Yeah, we do. We use it all the time. The only the only thing is that they're their steel or, or, or iron I don't actually know what it's made of I must ask them well it's obviously it's very hardy yeah. yes very hardy <laughs> and it's beautiful it's got it's old wooden handle they don't they don't make them like that anymore no no and when it comes then to to cutting slate uh, I, I'm immediately thinking of cracks and you know a bit like tiles I suppose how do you make sure that you, you get the finish that you want because I've had a look at some of your products online and I must say they're just beautiful I mean, they're handmade. You can definitely see the fact that they're not 
you know, machine cut. Yeah. Well, I mean, the slate kind of tells you a lot as you're working with it. Um, as you start to um, cut, you can feel if there, if there is going to be a crack in the slate. It, it makes a different sound, would you believe? I sound like a dreadful slate nerd now. <laughs> but um, So that helps you control the quality. I mean, naturally, it's breakable. It's like, you know, any natural product. It'd be quite similar to ceramics, I suppose. Uh, not as delicate, but um, it is a great stone to work with, though, because, as I say, you can feel the differences in it and you can see the differences in it. Um, and we use different types of slates for different products as well. Now, you're the creative on, uh, of the team. Uh, the, your husband, of course, works in the business as well. So when it comes to designing products, I mean, I it sounds to me like your first one came apart accidentally because you're a family member who has the restaurant. But, but when it comes then to designing other things, how do you go about that process, Tara? What I like to do is I like to try to kind of marry traditional materials. So to take it back to a roof, for example, you know, slate would have always been with copper on, on the roof. So that's why I've introduced an awful lot of copper into our range because I think they they really, really complement each other. Um, and it's, you know, it's kind of a new take on the tradition of slate as it was used originally. Now, just before uh, we had you on, we had Jennifer Sheehan, our Home of the Year uh, winner, and she was talking to us about cake stands. And in fact, she has one of your slates. It's a cheese board, but she uses it as a cake stand. So ah. uh, so it was fun. Uh, it was fun hearing about that. Uh, and you do personalise a lot of the goods. So t- talk to me a little bit about that. Yeah, so we started personalisation about four or five years ago. And to be honest, we were absolutely shocked by um, how much people love it. So I suppose it is very unique because we don't we don't laser, we carve. So it's a deep carve into the stone. Um, so, you know, you can have your name on it. So you could have Sinead's cheese or Sinead's gin or whatever. You all, know, of it, all of it, yes. all of it. Sinead's whatever cheese and gin and wine. <laughs> so it's great. And they make really special, you know, anniversary gifts or engagement gifts because you can put the date and the couple's name. Oh, that's so, such a great idea. Uh, yeah. And the price point now for these items, it's not like extraordinary. Slate isn't like, you know, marble. Uh, well, would you believe, like everything at the moment, Slate has a shot up in price. Well, of course, hasn't but, everything. Um, our rain starts at fifteen euro. Okay, so I mean that's terribly manageable, isn't it? And it's all it's all beautifully designed, and I presume you package it and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, so we have our signature um, gift packaging, and we're completely um, plastic free as well, which is a great achievement. In the beginning of two thousand and nineteen, so we have our own bespoke um, luxury packaging. Lovely. Where can people find more about your products? Uh, you can find us at slated.ie. Continued success uh, with Thank such so an much. Irish uh, product and an unusual way to craft it. That's Tara Hammond, co-founder of Slated. Thank you, Sinead. Earlier in the show, we were looking at how to revamp your bathroom in just 48 hours. Uh, And now we're going to turn our attention to the rest of your home and interiors. And of course, uh, who better to join me back (laughs) than our own little interiors guru, Roisin Murphy. You're very welcome along to the show. Lovely to be here. Our design doctor. And design doctor, Dr. Murphy. I like it. (laughs) it. (laughs) Well, now, um, when it comes to interiors, I think January is one of those times, or certainly spring is, when people look to, if they're se- if they're thinking of selling their house, that you're told that's the best time to do it. Yeah, uh, and we're all doing spring cleaning. Got rid of the. Tree. I hope you got rid of all your tree and everything. Tree's gone. Tree. No, I'm doing the the eco thing, and I'm letting the tree decay in the house and going to burn it um, later oh, on. I'm, right. I'm, I'm, I'm every year I try to do something. 
remember I had the growing tree it died well I said yeah. my husband and my son dispatched them down to the shredder yeah. I said take it with you get it out of here I don't want it so it's all gone yeah. so my house looks much bigger and cleaner yeah. and than brighter. it did before only for, a, only for a short while so we thought we'd look at uh, some creative and inventive ways of increasing yes. the value in your home a little bit tired and with yeah. low light and we all have you know nowhere to go yeah <laughs> nowhere to go and then you're, you're you're cruising through myhome.ie thinking maybe I'll move oh, to Cork I'm going to put the house it. up to sell don't, don't, don't lie we all do it I'm obsessed by it in January I'm oh, always going Cork I'm thinking um, south of Spain yeah south, I look for holiday homes as I well I could do this show from the south of Spain yeah. I'm certain yeah. I could yeah. we'd fly you down every week now go on what have you found okay. for me right so I was looking at things things that are like essentials that will improve and everybody knows about the breaking of the bread paint your house in neutral colour make it so that somebody can imagine themselves living there yeah. that's 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 for amateurs. We're talking about professional ways in which you can really increase the value of your home. Brilliant. First up, dig a basement. Dig a large hole and give yourself a basement. Oh, Unbelievable. Dear. I They're was there in shock. They're doing all over London, aren't All they? over London yeah. is happening. They are digging out the bottoms of their gaffs because basically space out of premium in London is where we're going to go and the technology is there to be able... Years ago, you used to have to tank, do lots of lining, mm. cork line. It's not, there is new technology that a waterproof membrane goes down and once it hits that, that water, it becomes a waterproof membrane. Right. So it's easier technically to get the waterproofing in, but it is still a bit of work for the idea that you have this basement... So what would you do with that? Because, I mean, there's no light, obviously. So are you think, thinking of putting in like a gym or well, a studio no, or a, a soundproofing studio I presume or something. you do it like the old, the Georgians, where you excavate out the front a bit and you excavate out the back a bit. Ah. But the, the advantage is you have privacy, a whole extra floor area, and um, you, you will get light down there if it's done properly. But it adds something like 30% to the value of your wow, home. Wow, really? So well, bucks. you're probably not going to do it over the weekend at, or <laughs> or if you don't win the 19 million <laughs> Tonight in the lotto. <laughs> so, so that's a top tip for the whoever does tip. win it. There it's you go. Going to be one. I so, yeah, <laughs> and anybody who does do the basement, please, please let us know how you get on. Let Rosie do it. I'd really yeah, like absolutely. to know. No, I, I have okay. to say, I'd love to do it. The right. second digging thing, out the basement. Brilliant. You go from the basement, okay. and then the other thing that adds thirty percent in is the loft conversion into an additional bedroom. 30%. Though people are looking for bedroom space, yeah. they're looking for that additional space. They don't want to come in and do it do the loft on it for them. And that means, um, I think people like to live in lofts, oddly mm. enough. I would have always thought, you know, traditionally, we think about them in terms of storage of the Christmas tree decorations, yeah. but in actual fact, they are becoming um, premium residence areas. Well, I'm lucky enough now to have my loft converted. You see and what you just said, though? Room. You're lucky enough. Yeah. 30%. That's why it's so valuable. It's right. a hard thing to do. It it's is. very disruptive. Because ours is like an actual room that you can sleep in. So, because it has the height and it meets whatever the requirements are, which I don't know, but I know you do. Yeah. Uh, and, and it does create that extra space. And when I have the kids, like kids, or niece and nephew, yeah. bit, like that's the first room they want to have a look really? at. Do you know? And do you like sleeping in it? I don't sleep in it. So, so we have converted, we've made it okay. like a, a kind of an, op- an office, office space and there's a, yeah. a, a kind of a big sofa in there in a television it's oh. more like a kind of um, rec room ba- banish the husband yeah. room <laughs> a rec room but it could yeah. be it could be a bedroom and it's a spare kind of yeah. bedroom at the moment and it, I have to say it makes a big difference and it's having the, it yeah and that's what they say that's the other big thing that they do like they say bathrooms mm, whatever you do and I, I know you had an item at the top of it but they're saying basically don't overinvest in a bathroom the return is in there right. if you're going to do it it requires wall hung pedestals all mm. that so mm. really expensive kit is required to make over 
over bathroom. So you you won't get the return on it. You will get a little bit of a, you'll get about 10% return on doing a planning permission, oddly enough. So if you have somebody in the business of architecture, apply for the planning permission and you'll get a 10% return okay, on just the by having the yeah, permission. Just by having the oh, permission. Very good. So and even if you're selling, wouldn't that be the thing to do? Yeah. And another one is because they don't talk about kitchens. They do talk about open plan space, but that's another big one. But the other one that's probably an easier one is the curb appeal. So that is all the things that we can do fairly easy. Front garden, front door, ironmongery on the doors, uh, giving it a lick of paint to the front of the house. The planters, the plant, you know, yeah. the, the cover lock, make sure it's clean and yeah. and. Yeah, mow the lawn, put the bins away. Um, So that was the other one. And the other one was, uh, the other significant one, which is a a really weird one, and I loved this, was basically cover your return. You know your side to the return. Most people have a return on their houses. If you're in a classic old house that has a little finger return and that the idea is to cover the alleyway to the side, it's a really quick fix that adds about 30% onto the value of your home as well, believe it or not. Now, you may run into problems with light, but you put a glass link. impressions, isn't that what that's all about? Yeah, if somebody it, comes up to view your house. Well, no, this is where, you know, when your kitchen, your, your mm. kitchen is traditionally in that return, it's to cover the the, the, the side next to it that links onto the back of the house or alternatively put a conservatory on and that's on adds 10% onto the value 10% of your house. 10% only? Yeah. Gosh, okay, yeah. yeah. There's but a, a conservatory... There's good and bad ones as well. They can look a bit ugly if they're done badly. Do you know But then you need a bit, you need to spend a few bob on a right. conservatory to yeah. get away with it, it if right. you ask me. Okay. To get it right. And colour, no white conservatories anymore. The PVC right. white conservatory is over. Great idea. And we, t- we spoke about the wicker furniture some weeks ago. Yeah. We wicker's back with a bang, I know it? it is. I was we so right. Who was wrong? Uh, Who was wrong about wicker's everywhere? Everywhere. It doesn't mean I don't have to like it. I just don't like it when you creak into it. That's my only problem. <laughs> you know, when you sit into it and it makes all that noise like bones. That's every chair I sit in these days, <laughs> Roisin. <laughs> all right. Now, I was fascinated during the week to read uh, something about and I think probably it's because of the uh, Bridgerton and you know all these period your dramas favorite, that have come back your favourite your favourite you and love an old period drama I love an old period yes. drama and one of the pieces yeah. of furniture invariably you will see in any of those yeah. period dramas or indeed if you go and visit these big old kind of houses gaffs uh, gaffs um, is what was then known formerly known <laughs> as the fainting chair yeah in a now, fainting room. In a fainting room. Mm, and mm. I, I think this is what we've been missing in our modern <laughs> developments. A fainting chair in a fainting room. Yeah. Roisin, give us an idea of what is a fainting chair Okay, first. the low down on the fainting chair, and I don't know if you're going to be disappointed in this, it really is a chaiselong. It comes from chaiselong. It is not, as it's a daybed essentially. And they were called fainting chairs because the Victorians were all wearing those uh, Kim Kardashian waist trainers and couldn't stand up straight without falling over. Yeah. Because those corsets yeah, they, would reduce your lung capacity yeah. and you'd be falling over. Falling fainting. over. 13, was it 13 inches was the smallest yeah. one recorded. But they originally emanated from uh, Egypt. Okay, so that's where the first kind of big, what they call is the long chair came from. Again, right. it wasn't upholstered because they didn't invent upholstery really until the Victorian time. So they really took the daybed and made it into a proper comfortable thing. But they Egyptians had these ebonized kind of uh, beautiful kind of daybeds as such. And in that warm climate, they didn't need to be upholstered as mm. such. But they were there and they were recovered in tombs. But the big thing then, Napoleon discovered them. He then put them into his uh, Palace de Nulli or Villiers, one of the those places and in France 
where the French go, we follow, okay? And England followed first. So he had them, his sisters, there's still a recorded, really beautiful chaiselong. Again, it's an ebonized timber with little, kind of what they were called, nubis or jackals, those dogs mm, that feature mm, heavily mm. in Egyptian architecture. But that's where you get that very upholstered, you know, the damasks and what you see in Victorian upholstery, which is that heavy brocaded and the trimmings and the velvet, because that all comes actually from Egypt, and believe it or not. that's what, I, I didn't know that, so that's really interesting because when yeah. I think of it, I think of it in the those uh, pre-Victorian, I suppose yeah. Georgian times nearly. Yeah. And and the ladies were so trussed up that, and they were considered, like all of them, to, to a woman, delicate, you know, sensitive. You, you know, it's they'd horrific, be tipping over. You need, you need the smelling salts, you know, just to... And, and the reason was because we... we <laughs> men would treated them so badly. I mean, and they Aww. became what they were expected to be. And they needed somewhere in case yes. some shock letter arrived or some news but arrived. It, or, and they would just collapse. But they wanted them to collapse collapse elegantly. elegantly but they were, on a chair designed yeah. for that purpose. I, we still have them. I mean, I have to say, I can't, I mean, we're still there with that, unfortunately. With I'm not joking about the Kim Kardashian waist trainer. <laughs> and she was used in some actual furniture advertisement recently, which was really horrific to see that, that thing of the 1970s where you see a woman draped over either a car yeah, or an object. Yeah, yeah. Because we did, with modern day Shazlong come and bringing it right, it has survived in a way. Um, right. And so would you, yeah. would you use them now? I mean, given that you have the space is it a nice piece of furniture to have in a drawing room okay. or super piece of furniture bedroom, it is maybe. really the bachelor pad Le Corbusier and Mies van der Rohe kind of they really mar- had a march on it as did Eileen Gray but we have an, our own Irish version by a woman called Tricia Harris she was featured right. I think on my Instagram and she did an object of design we couldn't get the furniture in but she is she has done her own version of one the Shizlong is still there I think it is really evident in external spaces because nobody really had now Ikea did a really wonderful one that was one of my favourite pieces that I put into every house but that has been they've stopped making it so it was a plywood and steel one but they're very handy for kids kids don't need that support so you can have say as you're talking about your nieces or nephews you can expand with the chaiselong you can sit and read Mm. because they're essentially a reading chair at the moment that's how they've survived people use them to read they're very comfortable to read in and you can get the lamp in overhead so basically the modern Irish version Trish Harris classic version Le Corbusier and you can weight it and turn it upside down you need a big gaff for one or yeah. alternatively there's some really beautiful ones that go in the garden and there remain a sculpture okay. pieces there okay right that's the fainting chair or the fainting couch no home should be without one now at this stage in the show you normally bring me in a little okay. object that I can have okay a I've at. taken this off me. my kids wall don't oh. care like I brought it for one of my teenage boys for Christmas it's a poster it's an Irish printmaker oh <laughs> and I, yeah, I okay. love it. So this is a poster of um of a basketball player. Yeah. Um, for the is it Chicago Bulls? Yeah. And oh, see, look at the ball. Sports knowledge. Look at the ball. The ball is a giant COVID uh, yeah. virus representation being pitched into. Yeah. Uh, a basketball net and underneath the net to catch it is your man Tiger King Tiger King is there so exotic we were, like I, I was kind of you know the way you're desperate for your kids and you're kind of what am I going to get it is, the kids love it it's so cool it's done by a guy called Class Squatch I can't pronounce it I apologise to you and if you're a lady I apologise but I've seen your Instagram and you have a rat's head on again an anonymous maker yeah. which makes that there's a lot of that culture around in Ireland where people are making work anonymously we, you know it's very interesting but the thing about Nearly this like 
like a graffiti. Sort of, yeah. but they're making print work. This is another one that I got for the eldest fella who, and I loved these because I just think, so if this is kind of like, you can't get your elder child or husband or, or, or daughter a kind of a sports annual. So that's just yeah. a notebook. Yeah. But it has... Um, it has kind of iconic what you would call oh, football see, graphics. Sorry, it's not the annual. It's this not the is, annual. This is the front of an old cartoon. Yeah. Like a, a sports magazine. Yeah, exactly. That, that kids used to collect yeah. for years and years and years and years. So and they've, it's made it. So it's like a retro cover, retro cover. of a modern yeah. notebook. So oh, there's something. Excellent. But there, he, and he's, I don't know exactly what the story is. All I know is that they're out there. They were the big hit of the Christmas yeah. They weren't hugely expensive and they arrived by a guy in a bike to the next door neighbour who said these have arrived. They were Really look at their Instagram because what he has though on his Instagram at the moment is these things called match attacks cards or equivalent cards. Mm-hmm. All areas in Dublin like Dolphins, Barn, iconic Dublin phrases or sayings yeah. or Irish or like the red cow has got for likability 55. And this is like an, so it's it's a Tribe Called Quest, Quest annual 1990 yeah. and it's just one of those old football yeah. covers. So give us the name again of uh, the artist. Uh, Classquatch. I'm sure it's supposed to be Classquatch. I have right. no idea it how it's pronounced. On your, on your Instagram yeah. which is, remind uh, us. Roisin Murphy Architect. Great, right. Don't we'll be pop shy. that up over the show and we'll have a look at it. I actually quite like that poster. I think it's... It's, it's cool, really, isn't it? I didn't think I would yeah. but it's cool. But it's also of the time. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? There you go. Tiger King who's this iconic person he's in there with all his shaved and his undercut mm. and um, the basketball the coronavirus and you're going you know what guys if you want rather than all the usual stuff a poster from a that period zeitgeist yeah. right now and humorous it? yeah. so it gets because it's a sad old we've had a sad couple of years so time, to, have, time to look right. back and laugh hopefully Roisin thank you so much uh, for doing that and Roisin will be on her Insta at uh, Roisin Murphy Architect and we will see you hopefully again next week all see right. you next week and that is all we have time for the show this week uh, if you'd like to get involved if you have a question a topic you'd like Roisin to cover any questions you have for her send them in to us 53106 on text or the home show at newstalk.com or indeed on her Instagram and you'll find me on Twitter at Sinead underscore Ryan it's been an absolute blast don't forget to check out the home show podcast on the Newstalk website thanks to the production team this week Eric Mulhall Ben King and Stephen McLoon on sound Anton Savage is up next kicking off your weekend have a fantastic couple of days and remember we're at the slightly earlier time of 8am next week (music) Thank you.